Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey now, happy to be with you on this Saturday morning. Good morning. Simplify. welcome in the Halloween edition of the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show along with Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick. Herb, Halloween, man. Um... Excited about tonight, watching a little football, uh, LSU taking on the Auburn Tigers on Halloween. So you can watch the game and then go do some trick-or-treating, because I know you still trick-or-treat. K-Dog, uh, great to hear from you as always. Um, you know, one of my favorite things about Halloween is buying candy, turning the light off, and making sure no one rings the doorbell so I can eat all the candy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, <laughs> but no, man, we're looking, we're looking forward to just kind of a relaxed evening, if you will, watch a little football um, we've, we've got, we're in a new neighborhood, it's not many kids. So we're anticipating maybe about four or five kids coming around. So we got some leftover candy that we bought. We bought some candy for our, uh, two little nieces, uh, that my wife is going to go spend some time with today. And we got a few extra little pieces of some stuff. So we'll, we'll, we'll hand that whatever we have left out. And like I said, I'm going to buy my Reese's cupcakes and hopefully no one raises the doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> and I can eat them all myself. What's Herb Tyler's favorite candy? Is it the Reese's? I think it's I think it's evolved to that. It used to be a Snickers, and then it went to Twix, and now I think it's uh, it's Reese's, the cupcake. Man, it's so good. The peanut butter and the chocolate oh. is delicious. Oh, my God. It just makes no sense. I mean, I'm still, still trying to figure this out, but it's delicious. I can say that. Yeah, nobody can compete with the Reese's cup. Just can't. Sorry. I mean, you can Twix. Um, whatever Snickers and I love a Snickers bar, but nothing yeah. is better together than peanut butter and chocolate. Can't beat it. No, it's just really witch, undefeated. Witch is pretty good too. Now, don't forget about the witch McCallers. Nah, right. see, I, I never really had a whole lot of witch McCallers. Well, I try it one time. Just they they still sell them now. They're still out in the stores. They're pretty good. They don't compete with the Reese's, but they will they will kind of satisfy your urge for something different. You know, very well. It is LSU game day. Taking on the Auburn Tigers, call us on our Mortgage Financial Talk and text lines at 504-260-1870. And uh, tell us, what you th- do you think LSU will beat Auburn? This is, I think they're going for their fourth straight win over uh, Auburn. Second, It would be their second straight uh, on the Plains in Auburn. And for an LSU team, Herb, that once again is quarterbacked by a true freshman and T.J. Finley as Miles Brennan continues to be sidelined from a abdominal tear or strain. I should say, in his stomach. So T.J. Finley getting the consecutive starts uh, back-to-back. T.J. played a great game. He was efficient. Um, I don't think that, that that anyone saw his efficiency being what it was. Um, I think he was like 17 or 21. He's like 80 
last week with two touchdowns, one interception. The interception, they kind of threw the ball a little bit sooner. The, the receiver wasn't even paying attention. Um, I, I, they just weren't on the same page. I think you, that's the only mistake that I saw that he made uh, last week. The biggest thing that I thought was the, the key, though, was the way that the offensive coordinator, the offensive game plan really helped them. We ran the ball 50-something times last week. We only threw the ball 21 times. Um, as, a, as a true freshman making his first start, the best thing, and we talked about this, the best thing that could help him was the running game. Um, and then, like, not – and throwing – like, I don't want to call them, like, short passes because they weren't really short passes. They were passes that he felt comfortable with throwing during the week of practice is what I thought that's normally in their game plan as far as on the offensive side. But the run game really helped him. Ty Davis-Price ran 100, over 100 yards. John Emery ran for 80-something yards. It was really great. And I thought that the coaches put TJ and the team in a great situation, and then the defense helped by not giving up a ton of points. Looking at Auburn, they're three and two. They got off to uh, a good start, fifty-two to nothing in their opener, um, and then Kentucky. They lost. They lost. A, excuse me. That was I'm reading something from that's dated. They opened against Kentucky, twenty-nine to thirteen with a win. Lost uh, by twenty-one to the Georgia Bulldogs on the road, twenty-seven to six. Uh, Arkansas gave them a game a couple weeks ago. The the Razorbacks uh, lost thirty to twenty-eight, so Auburn got their win there. And South Carolina beat Auburn just two weeks ago, uh, thirty mm-hmm. to twenty-two. Auburn uh, scoring a lot of points in a win over um, Ole Miss, thirty-five twenty-eight. But they're giving up a lot of points. Herbie. That's the common theme. Is there? That's that's three straight games that they've surrendered thirty points or more. Well, not not just giving up a lot of points, but they're not really scoring like they thought they would on the Bo Nicks. Um they, they they really have to, uh, when I say they, LSU has to get a lot of pressure on to Bo Nix, and that's going to really determine the game. I think if they play in the backfield defensively, if our defensive line can play in the backfield of Auburn's uh, offense, we're going to really, really, really make a statement. Um, I think that Coach Bo Pelini is going to do a ton of, ton of blitzes that's going to be coming from different areas because I think that he believes Bo Nix is not going to be able to pick him up and it's going to cause him to make mistakes. I think that if we can play the same style of offense we did last week, um, you know, with a heavy mix of run and pass, um, and then having showing a little bit more growth from TJ from week one to week two, I think they're going to be they're probably going to throw the ball thirty times today, and they will run the ball maybe forty five times or so, something like that, forty forty five times. I think that's what the good mix is going to be. And I think it's going to really, really bode well for for LSU. Um, and then I just, you know, I'm just not sold on Auburn, to be honest with you. They they lost to South Carolina, as you mentioned. They lost to Georgia. Georgia's one of the best teams in the country. However, Arkansas is a team on the rise, and they only beat Arkansas by two. Um, in Mississippi, against Ole Miss, I mean, they, they beat Ole Miss 35-28, but Ole Miss could have very well won that game as well. I mean, just Ole Miss made a ton of mistakes in that particular game. Um, but I just look. I, I see if we can we can prevent them from scoring, which I think we can. And I think if we can get a good mix on offense, we'll be okay. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. We're just getting started here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL LSU and Auburn today at two thirty. Welcome back to the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick. Herb, what are you going to be for this Halloween, man? Man, you know, um, I'm not dressing up this Halloween. I'm just trying to uh, see if I can look better myself. You know what I mean? I think I'm going to cut my hair, shave a little bit. 
We'll take a shower. I asked that um, facetiously, of course. You know. <laughs> I was thinking about it, though. I really was going to do something, but I um I didn't know. I, I just couldn't come up with anything. The one thing that I you know I've always wanted to be uh, was Spider Man, but um I, I, you know I tried to I went into my lab and tried to create these little suction cups so I can scale the walls and stuff. That didn't work out too well. Um, <laughs> I like the creativity though. Hey, listen, there's right. there's still a lot of people heard that are without power that are listening to us, and we're yeah. thankful that they are. And hopefully we can try to keep you guys entertained. I, I know it's frustrating to not have power. I, I understand it. I get it. Just try and remain uh, patient. Uh, it, it doesn't help. It's not going to help the, the energy crews or the, the utility crews any more if you get angry and lose your patience and, and try to call them or, you know, when they arrive, if you give them a hard time, it's not going to make their job any easier. So just – be patient. I know it stinks. It's terrible to be without power. I, 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 yeah. I fortunately have it. Wasn't without it very long, but been through it before, so it's awful. But just hang in there. They're coming to help. They're, they're, they're going to try to get to you as quickly as they, as they possibly can, and um, just remain patient and just yeah. keep it tuned to me and her. Look, my, 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 my Monday through Fridays, if you will, are consumed in construction. I work in construction and one of the most dangerous things in the world is is electricity, and it's a it's an invisible killer. It's a silent killer. You don't know it's coming. You don't know anything about it. So, please be aware if you are you know around any down power lines. You don't know if they're live or not. Don't touch them. Don't get close to them. And these guys that are working on these lines, they're risking literally risking their lives for for you guys to for everyone for all of us to be able to have a luxury of power. And um, but. And Christian's right, you know, just, look, treat the guys with kindness and fairness because, they look, they're trying to get everybody right. So they're just doing the best that they can and just be very, very careful. All right, right back to the phones. Justin, go ahead, Justin, you're on WWL. Hey, Herb and Christian. Can you all hear me okay? Yes, we can. Yes, sir. Hey, I hope you guys and your families are all safe and sound because that's what we just went through. I'm so glad to talk about football. I'm so glad to talk about it. Anyway, my question is, is T.J. Finley, where is he from? Who found this guy? (laughs) T.J. Finley is from Ponchatoula. And Coach Hank Terrence found him, actually. (laughs) But T.J. Changed his entire offense. Yeah, he was on the map since his, what, ninth grade year? It's his freshman year. And um, and, and and Coach Hank Terrence is... Uh, as K Dog alluded to, it's you know he used to run a triple option. I mean, this was the greatest triple option high school coach in in the country. I think. Oh, well, let me say, let me say this. He and uh, Coach um, Coach J T Curtis, and um, he T J came along and he said, "Man, this guy can throw the football. He's not he's not a triple option guy. He's a quote unquote tri- uh, true drop back quarterback, but he has some some ability to run the football." And, look, since T.J. walked on campus in Ponchatoula, he's been lighting it up, throwing the football. He's been one of the best in the country. And, uh, and, Coach, and, and Coach O and his staff took notice, and they got ended up reaching out to him, and he, he accepted the offer. Just well, anything else? I think he's a fantastic player, man. And he's, he was pushed off field with no Justin, it sounds like we've got a bad cell connection for you, so I apologize. Um, punch her back up. I'm sorry. I, I messed something up. Justin, you got a bad cell, so um, maybe we can bring you back in if you get in a better range. 
Herb, you know, one of the things I liked a lot about um, T.J. Finley last week was, by and large, he, he made the right decisions almost every time. Yeah, the only decision that he made that was incorrect, and it was, wasn't so much of an incorrect decision. I just think it was the, just, it, the communication wasn't there between he and the receiver was on the interception. Outside of that, I mean, he put the guys in the right situations every particular play. And it was neg- I don't remember seeing a negative play. I don't think he was sacked one time. Um, I think he had, you know, a, a couple of missed passes, but um, but that's, you know, that's that's normal. Um, like I said, he was 17 or 21. I mean, it's kind of it, in, in one interception. He's literally, he was, you know, he was he was his average completion was 15.6 yards. Um, you know, the one thing that really truly impressed me and this is something that I was talking to some friends of mine who we played with back in the 90s uh was that the lights weren't too bright for him the game wasn't too big um and he, it seemed like he had been the starter the whole year and and the team really responded to him it was all positive there was no 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 sluggish plays um good body you know, language was, good body language know, he was giving five guys low fives, right, while looking on the sideline, getting the 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 next play. That's that's difficult to do as a true freshman. Let me tell you. I mean, I did, and I knew what it took. But what what that means is, I'm congratulating the guy after he made a good play, but I'm also moving on to the next play. That's what you're supposed to do as a leader. Um, you know, those guys looked. It looked like they all looked up to him, and his body language, as you say was really, really poised, and he seemed just seemed like he was there and he had been there <laughs> for the last three years playing quarterback at LSU. I was surprised by his mobility, Herb, and I had seen him play in high school, but he looked more he's more mobile than I remembered. Well, I think that, you know, with the little bit of the weight loss that he had, I think that really helped him out. Um, that, that first play he had uh, where he was, I think he tried to jump over the guy or whatever. If he had just kept running to the outside, that would have been a touchdown. But, but he, he just he looks a lot more nimble than I I really saw as well before, but I think the weight loss really helped him, and I think that the type of running plays that they're running is uh, is really good for him because he actually has a lot of blocking in front of him. Let's bring Justin back in. He had a bad cell phone connection, so we'll bring him back in. You had more on okay. T.J. Finley. Go ahead, Justin. Hey, this isn't Justin, but this is Paul. But listen, what I found impressive about, about the kid, being that big, that he throws the ball with such ball. With velocity, and the in the end zone as well too. Yeah, velocity and touch, Herb. You know, there, Cam Newton is an example of a guy that throws with great velocity but has no touch. Hard to do both. Well, well, yeah, I'll say this: there was there's a couple of of, of deep balls that he threw that could have had a little bit more touch on. It. In other words, arc the ball should be arcing out of his hand and then coming down into the receiver's hand, not on a line and then going up and then coming down. That's a difficult thing, but that's one something that Coach O even said that he needs to work on. But his his velocity on the football, his 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 timing was pinpoint. Um, his accuracy was there. The the placement of the ball was there. Don't like if like I said, if you have to pick on anything that he that the kid did, um, you know, you could just have to say, okay, you can just get a little bit better with some touch passing. But I don't. I mean, I don't. I just. Look, he hasn't had an opportunity to even do it. This is his first opportunity, and he's only thrown 21 passes. So um, the kid is just – I think he's going to be really, really good. Um, you know, even I'm, – I'm, I'm the same as Coach O. 
I think that even when Miles Brennan gets back, I think that he still has his job and he should be the starter moving forward. You don't lose in college. You don't lose your 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 position based off off of injury unless you were not performing before. Miles Brennan was the number two, three quarterback in the SEC, top five in the country when he got hurt. Um, the, his problem was he just wasn't, and it's not necessarily his problem, but he just couldn't finish the games with the win. He had one and two as far as in the win-loss columns, um, but the defense wasn't helping him out either. Um, so, uh, but, you know, the one thing that was a little bit different and a little bit apparent to everybody, which is why this conversation has, has started, is because the offense just looks so much more fluid with TJ at the helm than it did with Miles. That doesn't mean it's better. It just looked fluid, more fluid. I also think that having more time on task helps as well. In other words, that this is now they're going into their fifth game, opposed to the first yes. couple of games they were. Yeah, you know they were not as yes. they were not as in sync. Herb, right. I, I'm still I'm still bothered by the defense. You still got guys that are yeah. not gap sound. Not gap sound. It seems like they're just thinking way too much sometimes. Um, not really instinctive. You know the awareness is sometimes hasn't hasn't been the best. Um, but that's only in sections, and the sections that I'm talking about is really is, is more or less in the in the defensive backfield, um, uh, you know. But we are finding some gems, you know, in like like BJ Ojulari. This kid is really coming into his own. Um, you know, we're picking on the defensive backs, but Eli Ricks is actually doing the top DPS in in the, in the SEC with three interceptions. Um, you know, Jabril Cox is doing pretty well. Uh, Jacoby Stevens has to step up. I think he really needs to do a little bit better job in being more of a leader on that defense. I think the biggest issue that we we've seen over the past what five games that we that LSU's played four games is the fact that they just weren't really getting in tune with with the with the Bo Pelini defensive scheme truly is, and I think they're still working that out. And I think that's why we're also playing a lot of freshmen and and, and and sophomores as well because, uh, you know, I just think that they really want to get those guys involved and those guys are fresh. They don't have any clue of what's going on. And they don't, they're not bringing other defensive schemes into, you know, they have to get that out of their memories and nothing like that. But at the end of the day, the defense has to step up and we have to stop. We have to, you know, keep our opponents down to, you know, 20 points or less and I think we'll be fine. But we can't give up the big chunk plays and make the, the, as we call, brain fart plays as well. So we've got to really do a better job with that. Yeah, I just saw a lot of what looked to me like guessing, in in particular in the run game, when they were trying to fill, you know, they were trying to fill a hole, you know, they'd either get to the hole too late or they went to the wrong hole. I I think what, what I saw was the fact that they weren't holding their boundaries. You know, they weren't turning the defender inside from going outside because a lot of the big plays on the run games in the run game was them getting the edge and and and, and getting on the outside and then taking the ball down the sideline. We got to set the edge, which means whoever's the last man on the line, the defensive line of scrimmage, has to turn the back receiver, quarterback, whoever it is that's running the ball, trying to get to the outside inside so that the linebackers and the the, the defensive linemen that are in the inside and safeties can can make the tackles. You can't allow the guy to get outside, and that's the one thing, the one area that we were really struggling with last week uh, on the defensive side of the football. Herb, we said it early on with this LSU uh, defense in particular. 
they're young, and we expected them to make some mistakes like this. Yeah. Not quite at this level, but man, I think next year and the year after, given by the talent that we see on that on that defense, <laughs> whoa, it's gonna be it's gonna be something else when these young guys grow up. They're gonna be a really really strong defense. Well, you might start seeing that towards the tail end of this year, this season. Um, you, you know, because as you see, I think right now they're actually making a turn, uh, being in the, in the middle of the season. They're starting to make a turn. They're starting to understand. They're starting to get their feet wet a little bit more. They're getting a little bit more confident. They're, 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 they're playing a little bit more be- uh, better without thinking uh, tremendously about it, about whatever the scheme is, or do I have this guy, do I not have this guy. The biggest thing that I want to see is, as I alluded to it earlier, is the awareness. I want to see that, okay, if I'm playing safety and there's a guy running down the center of the field, I don't care what defense we're in. If no one's running with him, I need to be with him. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, if, if they're running the ball to the outside and I'm the, the last man on the line of scrimmage, I have to turn this, this player in so that I can get help from my, 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 you know, my guys on the inside so we can make a play. But you're right. The future is very bright for this defensive unit at LSU. Um, let's just hope that everybody can stay healthy, um, get through all this uh, COVID stuff, and then let's make sure that, that we can actually uh, allow these guys to grow. So let's not beat up on them too much. Let's just make sure we point out, point out the obvious. And then I think these guys are really, really going to make a good push at, toward the end of the season. Defense. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Here till 1230, right here on WWL. All right, fire away here. Here we go. Favorite Halloween candy, 504-260-1870 on our mortgage financial talk and text lines. And your favorite Halloween costume as a kid. Mine, Herb, was Superman. I was a big Superman guy. Um, and yeah. I even had, at one point in my life, a physique like that could fit in the Superman, con- uh, <laughs> Superman costume. No longer do I have that physique anymore. But at one point in my life, I could have filled out a, a Superman costume pretty admirably. But nonetheless, for me, it was Superman and it's Reese's. A second would be Snickers. A third might be the Reese's Pieces. I don't like the Reese's Pieces. I don't like those. I, I'd rather eat Skittles than the Reese's Pieces. I'll say that. See, Skittles. For whatever reason, I don't know why I think I compare them because they're just no pieces. Um, I don't know. But I will say this, though. It depends on what mirror you're looking in, Christian. You might have that physique. No. you got to go to a funny house. at a, uh, oh. at a... <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> good. <laughs> oh, and my favorite all-time memory of my Halloween outfits, costumes, whatever you want to call it, was my my Tony Dorsett costume had a Dallas Cow, Cowboy outfit with the Tony Dorsett jersey, um, and I think I was maybe seven or eight. I remember that thing like it was yesterday. It was great. It was a, he was my favorite player at the time. I just loved every moment of it, and I just knew I was Tony when I wore that outfit. Thirty three, thirty three, baby. It was the white jersey with the with the silver pants or whatever, with the silver helmet with the blue star on it. Yep. Superman, and no, you're right. I would have to go to a funny house uh, in order to fit into, or have to look like I had the physique to fit into a Superman's contest, or Superman's um, costume, I should say. Give I'll us your, be right there with you, brother. I'll be right there with you. Yeah. Give us your predictions for today's game, LSU and Auburn. TJ Finley under center. Also, give us your favorite Halloween 
candy. You know what else is underrated, Herb? I think Twizzler. Twizzlers are pretty good. I, I like Twizzlers, but I don't like licorice. Me neither. Two different things. Very different. Yes, sir. Getting <laughs> My back dad to... was a, a licorice guy. I was a Twizzler guy. Oh, no, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Getting back to uh, this matchup, LSU and Auburn, Terrace Marshall is having one heck of a year. Coach Ed Ogeron even joked and said, it's like having three or four receivers whenever he's on the field. Terrence Marshall has just it, – it shouldn't be anything, uh, I guess, surprising to anyone. I mean, you got to think about it. At the start of the season last year, he was the number one receiver. The only thing that happened, he got hurt, and he missed a couple, few, three, four games or whatever it was. And then the emergence of Jamar Chase and, you know, Justin Jefferson just, just exploded. Terrence Marshall Jr., is, is he came out of school. I think he was a four- or five-star uh, receiver out of Shreveport, and he was just – just crazy great, and he still is. The one thing that's really amazing to me when you look at him is his, his yards per reception is 18.9 yards per reception. As long as 75, he's got nine touchdowns this season already. He's leading the SEC in touchdowns right now. Um, I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's in, in reception yards, he's number four behind Elijah Moore, Ole Miss, Jalen Waddle, and Devontae Smith of Alabama. But the, 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 the difference I think that he – brings to the table um, is just that this this kid, all he does is catch a touchdown. <laughs> That's it. You give him the ball, he's going to score some kind of way. It doesn't matter if it's from 75 yards out or if it's from one yard out. You give him the ball, he's going to score. But the one thing that – another thing that I really like about Terrence is his humbleness, man. He came – you know, you got to think about it. He's a kid who had everything going for him um, last year, got hurt, and he saw what happened with, with, with Jamar and Justin. He, you know, and then he said, you know what, I'm going to come back this year and I'm going to do the very best I can and be the very best athlete I can for this particular LSU football team. He had an option to opt out as well, just like Jamar did. Now, obviously, Jamar was, quote, unquote, the number one receiver in the country and all of this other stuff, so I understand why he opt out, opted out. But Terrence said, you know what, I'm going to stay here, stay on the team, I'm going to be a leader, and I'm going to show – not only college football, but the NFL scouts, what I'm made out of. And I think he's doing just that. And it's just, man, he's having a phenomenal year, and I'm so excited for him. I just I just want him to continue on this path that he's on. Jimmy Smith joining us now, TigerDetails.com publisher. Jimmy, um, favorite Halloween uh, candy? Oh, man. Favorite Halloween candy? Butterfingers. Ooh. The little bite-sized Butterfingers. Because I, I can't finish a whole Butterfinger at a store. That's a big, long candy bar. But those little bite-sized ones, I don't know. That's always been my favorite. Well, that's a unique well, here's, one. Here's the, the other question is, how many bite-sizes can you eat at one time? Hey, I'm a, I take things slow in life. Herb. <laughs> so I'm a one-at-a-time kind of guy. You know what I mean? I got you. I got you. I got you. I can do some serious damage on Reese's Cups with a glass of milk. Man, I, yeah. 2% milk and, and Reese's, Reese's Cups. I could probably get down about eight of them. I really could. I agree. God, I'm with you. Yeah. God's honest truth, Reese's are my favorite, but I only get the bite-sized Butterfingers on Halloween, which makes it my Halloween favorite. Ah. So, uh, done. Jimmy, we were just talking about Terrace Marshall, the season he's having. I mean, <laughs> talk about draft stock shooting up the board. He's doing that. What a heck of a year he's having. Phenomenal year, you know, and this is the year LSU really needed him to have, too. Uh, once 
Jamar bounce. I mean, there just wasn't enough talent maybe throughout the whole room where you could spread that around. You really needed someone to step up and become that number one. And he's been dynamic. Uh, he's been great in the short passing game, uh, creating separation underneath, taking the top off of defenses. He's He's been phenomenal. I mean, at this stage, I think season ends now. He's probably worked himself into the top 20 picks of the draft type range. And and it's a pretty strong draft. I'm thinking him, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase might be the first receivers taken off the board. Um, and I'm not – look, I'm going to say this now. If Tara stays on this pace with his length and his speed, I'm not sure he doesn't end up being taken before Chase in this year's draft. That's the kind of year he's having and with all his physical attributes. And by the way, I'll just say all three were Louisiana bootleggers. But, uh, yeah, so I think great year for Terrace Marshall for sure. Jimmy working in a plug for his own uh, seven-on-seven team. Um, Jimmy, yeah. go ahead, Herb. The, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, Jimmy, you can comment on this, is the versatility of Terrence, being able to play the X, Y, and the Z for people that know mm-hmm. the two outside receivers and also the slot receiver. Yeah, no, that's that's extremely valuable in today's game. Um, one thing the NFL really focuses on is matchups, right? So if you've got a guy that's locked in the one position, then it's easy to design your defenses and to get your best corners on that guy. When you have a guy like Terrace at six two and a half, six foot three, that can play inside and outside, work the entire route tree, those are the most difficult guys to defend against. And and he's a phenomenal guy, and I expect the NFL level for us to see a lot of that. You know, somebody was trying to ask for comparisons. I'd say he's a longer Amari Cooper. That's what I would say. He, just that natural fluid movement can beat you all over the field. Um, you know, just a longer version of that. I think he's going to be a phenomenal pro. And, uh, you know, I mean – who wouldn't love to see him and Jamar Chase on the field? Man, what could have been this year, right, with those yeah. two on the field together with the way Terrace is playing? Um, but I think LSU's content right now with, with what Terrace is bringing to the table and, and their mix of young talent. Jimmy Smith of TigerDetails.com. He's the publisher there. And Jimmy, this defense, it's improving, I think you can say that, but there's still a lot of head-scratching misfits in the run game in terms of not getting to the right gap. And I, I think of all the things LSU's looking at, I think that's the thing that might be the most concerning for them today. Um, there might not be a better uh, play caller in college football at attacking a, a weak, porous run defense than Gus Malzahn. Um, he's a phenomenal play caller, and, and if, if, you, if, you are li- if you have liabilities in that front seven, he can exploit it in the running game. Um, you know they're they're averaging just under a buck seventy per game this year. I think LSU needs to keep them at that number or below it today, or they could find themselves in trouble. Um, this is a team that needs its offense on the field as much as possible. Uh, the defense isn't uh, that strong at this point, so if Auburn can control the clock and Gus Malzahn can eat up six eight yards for carry and and bust some of those big runs uh, due to those poor run fits. I mean, if LSU plays up front like they have so far this year, today against Auburn, Auburn might run for 300 yards. And that could end up being the difference in this game. Whoa. Jimmy Smith, Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here. It's the uh, Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. No, we're, we're staying here. We're staying here. Um, Sean Connery, fellas, passing away. They're, James oh, Bond. Yeah. I remember him from The Rock, too. I love that movie, The Rock. That one hurt. You know, 2020's hurt us a lot this year. We've lost a lot of great people. 
Um, but yeah, that one hurt. It's just been a an icon in the in the movie industry. Gosh, way before my years. I mean, this is a guy that's been a legend for sixty plus years. That's really hard to do. That one hurt yeah. a little bit. Saw it on the TV this morning and I thought, wow, that that isn't twenty twenty. Yeah, my my one of my favorite all time movies is he's in um, Finding Forrester. I don't know if you guys remember that movie or not, but that was yes. a great movie. Um, I, I enjoyed that movie. The reason I bring it up is I know we're supposed to be talking football, but, I mean, Sean Connery is one of the iconic actors uh, of my dad's generation and even our generation. So I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, it's sad news. I remember him very much from The Rock. I thought he was outstanding in that role. Um, yeah, uh, RIP uh, to him for sure, for Sean Connery. Uh, getting back to this game, LSU and Auburn. So Auburn's defense, though, Jimmy, it looks like they give up a lot of points, too. They're a little leaky as well. They really are. You know, this isn't the same defense. I expect Kevin Steele to come out um, with a unique game plan, you know, to try to attack this LSU offense. Auburn defense last year um, gave LSU the most problems of any team they faced, but that was largely due to their ability to rush Joe Burrow with with three men. When you have Marlon Davidson and and Derek Brown, you know, it allows you to do some of those things. They don't have those guys up front this year. Um, I expect to see a, a completely different kind of game plan Knowing Kevin Steele, who likes to mix it up and, and challenge people to see what they can and can't do, I'm expecting them to pressure the heck out of T.J. Finley today. And, and I'm pretty sure LSU's probably thinking the same thing. Um, South Carolina did not bring a lot of pressure last week. Um, probably wasn't sure that T.J. Finley could carry the load with, with seven, eight men and coverage and, and find all those there's windows, but he did. And so now that Steele is looking at that on film, I'm expecting him to try some blitz packages. So uh, TJ Finley was very decisive last year. You could tell he knew what he was looking at pre-snap. Um, it often came out quick and on time. If he can do that today, um, yeah, they, they're going to be able to do what they want on the offense. If he struggles with those blitzes, uh, that could change things quite a bit. Jimmy, in about 15 seconds, what you guys got coming up on TigerDetails.com? Yeah, we have a five-star commitment coming shortly. Uh, Sage Ryan from LCA. Uh, we're all over that. We might be the only ones in the industry thinking he's going to LSU right now. So believe me, we're a little clammy waiting for that one to play out. So Sage Ryan at noon. TigerDetails.com publisher Jimmy Smith. Thank you, man. This is the Gulf Coast Jimmy, Bank and Trust Tiger God. Tailgating Show here on WWL. Our right, first hour is in the book. We're with Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. It is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Here for another 90 minutes. Our mortgage financial talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870. LSU and Auburn today at 230. Right here on the home of the Tigers, WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.